Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This week in league, the Brisbane Broncos show more fight on Mad Monday than they did throughout the regular season. With a first round finals loss, the Panthers' premiership window is starting to look like all the other windows in Mount Druitt. Blake Ferguson looks to dip his fingers in the rugby pie after all of rugby league's orifices were clenched shut. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for week two of the 2021 NRL finals. All that and more. This Week in League. Welcome to episode 434 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I am Glenn. Hey, going, fellas? Fantastic. Good, good. 100% better. Fully vaccinated. Are you fully vaxxed? Fully vaxxed as of this morning. Well done. The second arm, fizzy? My, uh, my arm is proper fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I didn't find that. Did you Did you find when you, when you got the second one, like the, with, with the first one, I didn't even feel, like I didn't even feel the injection itself, like nothing. No, like, and both, felt, the old duck, she's got a technique where she yeah. sort of massages the... The, your arm as and I didn't even feel the needle go in and I'm I'm fucking sook for needles. But, yeah, um, right. First one I didn't feel. It's a different person. So she was the there massaging she, your arm. Yeah, she was massaging my arm as she put the needle in and, with one hand and jerking me off with the other. Like this woman, I tell you what, she <laughs> she had full use of all her appendages in Toowoomba, a three arm barrel. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it sounds like a it sounds like a. Uh, like a, a Wayne Bennett courtship fucking story, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I was 30, 20 years too young for her, but anyway. Yeah, wow. <laughs> oh, that's good. You'll be a bit tired, tired over the next couple of days. I'm, but, uh, I'm proper fuck at the moment, but um, I've been a bit – I was pretty tired in the lead up and, um, yeah, over the course of the day of – I don't know if – I've got a cracker of a headache too both times. Yeah, no, I didn't get the headaches. Within, the, within the 45 minutes. Isn't it Just funny? Right. We had Mrs. Stepdad got hers, and the first one, first one she got, um, a couple of days after, she mm-hmm. was like like a walking zombie. That's in, what I had at, the second at time at night time, right? And that happened one night, and so I was concerned because I'd heard your experience, Nate. Mm. And she got her second one right as rain, absolutely nothing. Yeah, so like, like no absolute, ill effects yeah. at all. So, yeah, so it sounds like we we're the opposite because like, the first time I had no problem at all. Second time was a zombie, but do you know what? It's better than being a zombie. Uh, being than being dead. Fucking yeah, dying, uh, <laughs> gasping for air, dying intubated, and f- yeah, exactly. So, yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, we're not, you know, obviously, we're all fucking sorted. The three of us. So <laughs> do what you want. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it ain't gonna affect me. Make your own choices, uh, you fucking YouTube geniuses. Um, now, in the in the news, obviously, like we do in Origin and other times, we kind of get a bit. Uh, the media gets infatuated with individual stories and uh, and puff pieces and things like that about some of the various protagonists in uh, in the games on the weekend ahead. But uh, one story did happen, and it's another another low point for the Broncos. Just after they looked like they were getting a, a little bit of a positive and you know upward momentum at the end of the season. But uh, Thomas Flegler and Jordan Rickey uh, had a bust up on Mad Monday, and uh, they have re- they have uh, resulted in the Broncos' bosses reading them the riot act. And uh, apparently, uh, in the aftermath of their defeat of Newcastle last Saturday week, uh, there was a playful wrestling session between the pair. It took a wrong turn. Flegler took exception to uh, to I guess some of the heavy contact from Rickey, and uh, Rickey was left. 
bloodied and requiring stitches. So the Broncos hierarchy uh, aren't really commenting about it, but from what I can see is uh, they've sort of copped the right act on the cultural standards expected at the club, and I think they're satisfied that they've they've kissed and made up and apologised adequately to the point that no further action is going to be taken. Yep. But um, look, look if you, a- I'll tell you what, if you if you've never had a playful wrestling session that's ended up with parts of it bloodied and in need of stitches, you haven't fucking lived. <laughs> oh, this is <laughs> that's you. That's, that's you welcome, and Daddy Day. Welcome to Toowoomba. <laughs> welcome to Toowoomba. That's how you yeah. sort out the boys, and that's how you sort out the fucking the the boys from the uh, from the the future Broncos halfbacks, isn't it, Glenny? What do you mean? You you mean that's not what happens to you guys every time you pay for fuel? <laughs> <laughs> It's how we pay for our loosen up here in Toowoomba. It's how we sort the future Broncos second rowers out, apparently. (laughs) Uh, Yep, Uh, yep. I don't really have a lot more to say about that, but I think I just thought it was funny and uh, and hashtag fuck the Broncos is always a a great way to start an episode off. Hashtag leave the Broncos bloodied and in need of stitches. Yes. And, uh, you know, from rounds one through 25... Knock yourself out. <laughs> now, fuck it. Good news story. We don't have good news stories that often, but um, Manly, there was a, there was a story I saw the other probably about three or four days ago saying that they were getting you know this this five million dollars sponsorship deal, and it was one of the richest deals that you know we'd, we'd seen. Uh, well, you know, just NRL clubs had seen in terms of sponsorship, and um, and I thought it was just probably a. <laughs> A continuation or an upgrading of you know the current URM deal, but um, it's been revealed today that uh, they have uh, signed a deal with uh, PointsBet, and um, and so with PointsBet, it's a five million dollar deal I think uh, over a number of years, and there's uh, incentives if they if they you know win a premiership or whatever. They, you know, there's there's like two million dollars worth of bonus incentives as well uh, as part of the agreement. Uh, some of the world's biggest sports stars will endorse the Sea Eagles to their combined 76 million followers on social media. So plans are underway for uh, sporting icons such as uh, Shaquille O'Neal, Drew Brees, ugh, Paige Spinnerack, and uh, Alan Iverson to be involved in uh, promoting the Sea Eagles as points bet ambassadors. Um, Has Alan Iverson changed? Wasn't he with... Um... Finchy, <laughs> yeah, Finchy doing what? Which one were they on? Is that points bet? I don't. I, I, I don't think it was points. I fucking lose track. There's so many of them. Look, yeah, it's funny. There's a whole there's a, like there's like the one that Samuel L. Jackson's doing, yeah. and there's one. That, yeah, they're yeah. fucking everywhere, aren't they? Um, so yeah, worth around five million, and then uh, balloons by another two million for winning premierships, and uh, one of the richest sponsorship deals in rugby league history. And uh, fuck, isn't that a joke? Isn't that later a this week, joke? week, one one of the richest in history is five million bucks. Yeah, yeah, for, for, for NRL. Yeah, <laughs> fucking yeah. hell. I mean, look, we're 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 it's a it's it's a small sport comparatively around the like world. The, the um, average Sydney sider could sell their house and become the largest sponsor in the history of a sport. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> of course, they would have to live at Brookvale Oval. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, well, you know, in like, the sheds. Yeah, li- they, they would have to live at, you know, pick whatever club that they wanted to because, <laughs> I mean, if it's the you know, richest deal, it's, it's everybody, you know. Um, yeah. But, you know, so they're saying that, uh, that Paige Spinnerack uh, is tipped to send out a message of support for Manly later this week. Don't you love these engineered things? Like the, it's like, oh wow, yeah, Paige Spinnerack's tweeting about Manly, you know, with a, you know, with a uh, delightful personality, <laughs> pair of personalities. Um, <laughs> but it's just, it's like so engineered. It's like, okay, so yeah, okay, so so point, points about tap her to do the, you know, to do some social media work later this week, and then you know we'll get you know Shaq doing something later on, I suppose. Um, <laughs> But uh, look, you know, obviously it's it's great. It's a great deal. Um, yeah, it's great for the club. And uh, it's been it's been a while since I've uh, you know it's, it's it 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 puts things in in uh, like Lotto Land and fucking that coconut water shit. What's Firmly. your stadium called now? Uh it's our uh, Four Pines, home of okay. cunts, home of fucking delicious beers, um, <laughs> and uh, so yeah. 
It's great. Puts that fucking coconut water shit firmly in the rear vision mirror and uh, where it belongs. And uh, let's hope we never fucking see that sort of shit uh, darken the wonderful uh, <laughs> Brookvale Oval ever again. What's the fucking points bet logo look like? I'm just going to fucking look it up just so I can see what it looks like. I think so, it's just the word points just bet. Just points in one color and a bet in another. Like it's just red and white or red and red and black, depending on the color it's on. That's good. So, yeah, not too obtrusive on uh, on the old jersey as well. Because the, the, that Coco Joy shit was fucking absolutely fucking triggered me because you'd have like jerseys for example um the the second marvel jersey they had like the daredevil one which was all like mm. you know maroon and gray and and black and it looked fucking awesome they're but then on the shoulders you've got these fucking fluoro green coco joy fucking ovals on it and, just, yeah. and it's not like the old days with your jerseys you get from fucking uh get from best and lesson shit where you could unpick the fucking sewn on <laughs> patch <laughs> And fix it. It's all fucking like sublimated into the actual jersey do, itself. So there's nothing to be do done. Do they have? Do NFL jerseys have sponsors on them? No. Okay. They do not. So no American sport has jersey sponsors. Uh, I don't look. The, uh, well, the NBA is only just allowed in the last couple of seasons to have yeah, one, but one like, sponsor in the corner. You know. That's it. The, They've NFL, got the, yeah. the manufacturer on on one shoulder, like one um, collarbone. And a sponsor on a the other. A sponsor on the other, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. LeBron, LeBron James had his that said he was the wish Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah. LeBron was what happened when you ordered Michael Jordan on Wish. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm just Come thinking like, you, like base, baseball baseball certainly does not. Um, NFL doesn't, apart from manufacturer logos and things like that, you know, with yeah, jerseys yeah. being made by Nike and the and the, the helmets with Riddell and everything like that. Um, yep. Uh, so yeah, off the top of my head, yeah. So America's are pretty much clear. I mean, obviously their guys are just you know endorsement machines of everything, and it's all sort of personal branding and advertising campaigns, yeah. personally stuff like that. But uh, and stadiums, you know, and that sort of thing. Same as over here. Just um, but yeah, yeah. I've never really thought of that before. But and yeah, there's obviously a reason why American sports jerseys, well, the big four anyway, are a lot cleaner. Mm. And, and and people wear them more as fashion choices because they're not advertising anything except the fucking city. Yeah, you that's know? it. So, but yeah, good deal, boys. Good job, uh, Mr. Penn, and um, and I suppose Stephen Humphreys as well. And uh, just add him to the list of people that the West Tigers failed to re-sign. <laughs> <laughs> now... Are there any other news stories that you fellas want to talk about? Because I, I, I had about eight tabs open and I've just gone like close, close, close because they're all just fucking... They're all... This journalist says this and Matty John says fucking Newcastle need to keep Mitchell Pearce at all costs and, you know. Yeah. I'm, the, the fucking distance between actual news and news outlets recycling each other or, or their own... Um, conglomerates, different sections, opinions as news mm. is fucking vast. So yeah, yep. There, there is very little news. What we didn't get this year, though, um, was remember last year they they did the trial of the new rules. Oh yeah, the final round sort of. That's uh, it. Yeah, and like we there was talk get... that that was yeah there was talk that that was something that they may try. What was that fucking bullshit rule that they were going to do? The, oh, that's right. Kids. It was seven kick, tackles. Kick, seven tackles. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, seven Nine tackle sets for kicks player. in play that go over the sideline that aren't forty twenties. Yeah, yeah, and 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 like that 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 rightfully was shouted down by social media to the extent where by the end of the business day they had distanced themselves from ever doing it, and maybe yeah. that's why. I bet if that one had have gone through and if people on social media were like going, "Oh yeah, I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it." Yeah, tell me more. What a great fucking incentive! Wow, yeah, you know what would have happened? They would have been they would have, it would have been in that fucking Tigers Bulldogs game. Yeah, that's it. Who knows? It might have changed the final result, Glenny. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Let's be real. Um. So yeah, the Roosters rolled the dice at the judiciary uh, this week, and I think for the first time that I can ever recall, it actually backfired on them. Uh, Sam Verrills was looking at a, uh, two, I think it was a two-week ban, one week with an early guilty plea. So they went in there with the early guilty plea, and hoped to get a downgrade, which would have uh, made it end up ultimately being just a uh, fine. And uh, they, he uh, he failed. So now he's got uh, two weeks off and they've got to make the grand final for him to play again. 
Yep. Uh, in my opinion, it, it was it was kind of weird. Some of the some of the uh, the charges that happened out of those games seemed strange. Like some things seemed worse than others, and and the the Verils one in uh, like in, in the judiciary's favour. He did sort of like sort of brace himself for contact, and it was just like shoulder to the face. And it, it would, you know, he would have gone to the bin had it been, you know, May. Yeah, of but, yeah. But that, uh, yeah, they were, they were happy. It sat comfortably in the grade two uh, vicinity, and uh, Ben Cray, Bob Linder, and Dallas Johnson <laughs> upheld the charge. Jesus. So, uh, <laughs> he did. <laughs> well, look, Dallas Johnson, that's, that's, one, that's one man. That knows the value of not being tackled in the head. <laughs> you know <what> I mean, <laughs> he's, so so like you know, if you're gonna if you're trying to rub out you know foul play or not necessarily foul play but yeah high tackles, yeah. Then, um, and whilst Dallas Johnson was delivering the verdict, Ben Cray was hiding behind Bob Lindner. <laughs> <laughs> now um, Suaso Sue, he accepted a two week ban. And we didn't talk about this uh, on, on uh, Monday night, but uh, you know, for that leg, that, that knee twist, he he, uh, he put on Blake Ferguson. Mm. Yeah, and so like, it's pretty ugly looking. It was ugly. I mean, oh a two, man, and two two weeks is probably on the low side for it's that. It's fairly sort of light on, I thought. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. He, he's accepted the two week ban, so I imagine that he's probably had another week if he didn't, uh, or if he fought it. But uh, it's it's good to see that you know, while some of the the high tackle or the the, the high contact. Like with like Junior Paulo and and Nucore, um, while some of those escaped with escaped with fines, it's good to see that at least they uh, they got the worst one of the round, I think, which was that one with Suazo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, fellas. Any other news stories that you want to talk about before we move on? Nah. Let's look at some previews for the games this weekend. Only two games to speak of. Uh, deep in the finals, and the episodes are going to get very fucking short. But the uh, first semi-final Friday night football: the Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Sydney Roosters up at the farm in Mackay. And uh, or it's, you know, it, it, it may be a fucking uh, a mine. Who knows? <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the Manly side, Lachlan Croker has been named to return at hooker, which shifts uh, Lawton to the bench and Curtis Siren back out of the 17. Uh, the Rooster side, okay, so Verrills uh, is out due to his suspension. Uh, I believe that brings Marshke into the side. Marshke was sitting there in uh, jersey number 20. I think he'll come in and he'll be the starting hooker now in the in the absence of Verrills. Uh, Nat Butcher returns. Uh, Takayaho is injured and out of the side. Right, Glenny, who you got? Oh, I have to say Manly. I don't think they'll be as poor as they were last week. I think it'll, you know, it'll be the kick in the pants that they, they really needed. Verrill's, yeah, for the Roosters is um, is another blow for them. And I, th- I don't think it'll be a blowout, though. I think the Roosters will keep it close, but... Um, I'd, and and again, I said in the last episode, I've been death riding the Roosters all year, but uh, only because of the injury toll and and all the re- and retirements uh, and all the rest of it. But I, I think Manly will be too strong. Comment, stepdad. For the Roosters to progress through this final series, they they really needed everything to go right for them, and. And with the absence of players through through injury or suspension, it's it's just another thing that they've got to overcome. And for for them to get to where they did last week against a you know admittedly a Titans team that probably overachieved a little bit in that game compared to to previous performances, but to have it come down to essentially not being in their control that they mm. won that game. Mm as in it was the Titans that fucked up that last play. Yeah. As, as opposed to the Roosters shutting it down and winning the game. Yeah. Uh, they've got points in them, 
and they've got the ability to take advantage of mistakes. Um, but I think Manly could go out and play the exact sort of mistake-riddled footy they did against Melbourne and still come away with a win against the Roosters. Yeah, as I said on on Monday, the, the closeness of the game with the Titans was exciting and uh, and and as a spectator was it was excellent to watch but it you know both of the sides were quite poor at times um completions were terrible for both sides under 70 percent apiece um yeah. and like if the roosters on on their right hand defense on manly's left hand side if they're going to run out the kind of defense that lets both firmer fucking run 80 meters yeah, yeah, and almost fucking put put uh, put a winger away for a, a match winning try for starters. They make if they make that break and it's fucking Tommy Turbo, it's fucking shut the gate. Manly aren't going to need to position a Philip Sammy to try and you know score the try. They'll have four or five guys down there waiting to take that you know the pass on either side of the ball carrier. Um, but look, I mean, yeah, I'm you, you can't you, uh, like we've we've kind of ruled the Roosters out all year, ever since round two or whenever it was when they you know suffered the first of the you know the crushing injuries uh, to Kiri, for example. Yep. And yeah, you know, they've great the, over over the season. They've sort of you know earned our respect and you know stopped us you know stopped us writing them off every sort of week. You know, but um, oh man, well, you know, again, the, their injured list, their mm. injured players list is a. a Top eight side, maybe top four. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so, heard, so yeah. But um, on on the manly side of things, though, I mean, you most definitely learn more from from games where you lose, and especially games where it's like really clear where you've lost. And certainly in the case where they probably played against the Storm last week, about the same as they played against the doggies in that game at Redcliffe where we were, Glennie. Mm. And um, and the, the difference is like. <laughs> You know they beat the they they beat the dogs. They put thirty six points on the doggies in that in that performance because the dogs aren't equipped to, to you know punish mistakes and things like that. So I know that the vibe around the club is different. I know that um that Desi especially it's given him a lot of things. That just just having that video of, of Friday night's game has just given him so many tools to fucking wake you know players up. And yeah. uh, and I think we'll see a, a much more focused and uh, and uh, clinical manly side. Um, this week, and if Lachlan Croker does make his return, I know he's trained with them, and he's um, seems to be okay. So if and if he plays as well, then I expect a lot of things on both sides of the ball to to click back into place a lot better as well. And, yeah, uh, which is which is only going to be a good thing. And the winner of this one goes through to take on uh, the Rabbits. So I dare say that uh, with uh, Sutton as referee and uh, <laughs> Klein in the box. And, and a tantalising East versus Rabbitohs fucking semi-final in the offing. I dare say Manly are going to have to do this game. They're going to have to fucking complete at a very high high rate and their tries are going to have to be all fucking absolutely open and shut cases that cannot possibly have any question over grounding, <laughs> holding up, offside or, or obstruction. Because let me tell you, I mean, the, the NRL are going to be fucking... I was absolutely salivating at the chance of having East versus South for a place in the grand final. And, and so mainly have to do every, they're going to have to be fucking good to, to get over that as well. Cause they're not going to get any 50 fifties. Um, the second semifinal on a Saturday night up at the farm, you flying up to Mackay stepdad. No, there are many places in this world that I never want to fucking go to again. <laughs> <laughs> And Mackay is one of them. It's 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 the anti-vax capital of Central Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking know it is too, Glennie. Don't shake oh, your head at me, son. No, um, <laughs> it's the way I shake my head that means I agree with you. <laughs> but you agree with me, but you can't believe I said it out yeah, loud. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I, I was uh, I was thinking of going up there, but uh, I've got some stuff to do on the weekend that I and I can't fly. Like I could easily get up there for the game, but there's stuff I need to get back for that I, I couldn't get a flight back in time. So um, yeah. pretty cheap at the moment too, given the way that you know with tourism the way it is and everything, it's, it's under yeah, really? it's under, under two hundred bucks there and back. Just fucking drive yeah, up, fuck, you can't. But, um, I fucking drive. It takes fucking hours to get up there, like fucking multiple multiple hours. How long does it take to drive up there? It's a fucking lovely drive. Are you, are you, how long does it take to drive up there, Glenny? Tell you what, know, what honestly, you know what? Ten hours. Let's, ten hours. Let's, fucking ten hours. Fuck your ten hours. I'm not driving ten, no, no ten fucking hours. Let's hire. Let's hire some fucking motorbikes and we'll Harley it up there. We'll do a road trip. 
That'd be fucking pretty dope. Yeah. Get up there, <laughs> see the footy. Sell off the meth we've carried up there on our bikes. <laughs> Can you get me a sidecar? <laughs> Imagine the poor fucking kids going next to us going, Jesus Christ, look at that cunt's dog in the sidecar. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking drooling everywhere. <laughs> Gee, what was it to put his dick away? <laughs> oh, lipstick. <laughs> So, yeah, the second semi-final, Saturday night. The Panic Panthers take on the Eels. The Panthers' side, uh, Edwards returns at fullback. Well, fucking specials. <laughs> Leo, Leota returns to the forward pack. Uh, Sorensen back on the interchange. And uh, Spencer Lanieu drops back to reserves. And uh, Charlie Staines, particularly Charlie Staines and Matt Ison, who drop out completely. And uh, I, I think that it's not so much that Dylan Edwards strengthens the side with his return, but I think the absence of Charlie Staines does strengthen the side. Yeah. Uh, and wow, like talk about second year syndrome oh. on a player. He's been he's been pretty fucking ordinary in uh, most of his appearances this season. I think. Mm. So what? So so what's the deal with Sorensen? Jay, do you are you are you in love with him? He seems to be a very popular in this week, and yeah, I, I, and I don't know whether it's Panthers grasping at grasping at reasons for the loss last week, but his absence is something it's, they're really they're really clinging to. It, it is that human nature thing where, where people need something to to point at, right? Every time you cry, now take up all your tears. Wrong human nature. Got you. Fucking, you you are fucking such a disappointment sometimes. Jesus Thank God. you. Jay says the term human nature, and you actually know lyrics. Out of all the things I say, out of all the things I say, out of all of the references that I make to to very popular pop culture, you know, film, television, etc. I'm a fucking man, complex individual. I am. Yeah. Do, do you know what's complex? The the fact that me. the fact that I'm sitting here knowing full well that your iPod contains nothing but the fucking counting crows. Like even the set, if you go to your your fucking iPod and go for you and go in there and browse genres and go to electric, it's the fucking remixes of Mr. Jones, <laughs> right? It's Fucking DJ. Oh, I feel DJ, like I'm in the sidecar again. <laughs> DJ Mediocrity. <laughs> we we just okay music. <laughs> and there is, I, I didn't think there was anything that you could say that would make me think that you had a shitter taste in music than I already thought you did. And here we are. I fucking proved you wrong again. Who would have thought it? Look at us. Who would have th- Not me. <laughs> Fucking hell! Um, no, they're, they're looking for the fucking easy correlation equals causality. This yeah. player was not here. This player was there. That is why we lost the game. It's nothing to do with with the fact that our halves looked directionless and under pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, still still executed a fair bit of what they were doing very well and. Let's be frank. Defended uh, as they have all season, exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. Like Souths are a team that go out and and just put the sword to to most teams they play, and they held them to under twenty, even though they were playing like absolute ass. So, in saying that, Sorensen does have a bit of ticker about him. Without the downside of a say a, say a Hetherington, you know, to Josh to come. McGuire. To come and give some, well, I'm not even sure Maguire gives any sort of spark, but but Hetherington's going to go out there and he's going to try his best to, to spark something, and then all of a sudden he's going to punch someone. Yeah, you know. Um, so so Sorensen is a uh, a gritty player, put it that way. Right. So um, the eel side, I, I, I neglected to go the eel side when I brought up Sorensen, but uh, basically. Um, Makatoa drops the reserves. Madison uh, is promoted to the interchange, and uh, that's it. Yeah. Look, the the Eels team that Penrith beat a couple of weeks ago was very, very different to to what's on now. They they had a lot of players rested. 
Yeah. Um, Dare I say most of them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yes, they can take some out that they they pumped them a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know, do, does it mean that much? You know, who knows? Maybe, maybe just in yeah. their own head. I don't think um, in the eels' head it's going to mean anything because they, they're obviously you know their mental narrative is all is most definitely going to be well you know we sent the Mounties out there. Yeah, that's it. You know, none of us um, were actually playing that game. Yeah, spot on, spot on. The same thing as as with the Knights, uh, sorry, with the Knights, with the the Roosters, I guess that the Parramatta certainly went out there and played a good game of football and and put plenty of points on, but but for what they leaked and how they leaked it, yeah, I'm mm. I'm not sure that defence wins a game against Penrith. Especially- I mean, those those lapses with Blake Ferguson in the second, midway through the second half, when the Knights started to mount a bit of a comeback, yeah. those two tries that Tuala put on uh, put on Ferguson in the second half were just. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. Like, can you imagine? Like, and if Ferguson's having those lapses pick, against Newcastle, yeah, and, he's and sweet pick your target though, fucking Jesus. Yeah, because you like, you know, you think, yeah, like Toto and fucking like Crichton and back of the centres, yeah, and, and Bert and Bert and fucking, and then Kickow as well add into the to yeah. the confusing mix That's of bodies it. flying at him. So. I think that the Panthers are going to have an absolute fucking field day. If Parramatta give them the opportunity to get down and strike at them from you know yeah, you know from from it. close range and and if their forwards don't step up and sort of smother them the way that they smothered the storm a couple of weeks ago. In saying that though, this is an unfamiliar situation for Penrith. You know they've lost games this year, but they've always had had that excuse in their head. Oh, we had Cleary out. Oh, we had Luai out. We're missing Origin yeah. stars. Whatever it is, that's the first one this year that they've actually lost with with close to a full complement. Mm. and they also have the weight of expectation of a losing a game that they they should have won realistically yep. based on on troops and holy fuck if we fuck this one up it's a straight sets exit yeah and yep. it's going to take some mentally doing. mentally that's that it. that's a fucking massive hurdle for next year too exactly like particularly it's not just the eels the implications can sort of now yeah, and particularly if the eels can can take a, a lead of a try or two into the last 20 minutes I mean, when we thought they panicked against the Rabbits last week when it was, you know, six points exactly. down after, with 30 minutes to go. Exactly. I mean, when, they, when they're looking at, you know, the compounding pressure of straight sets exit and a reasonable, you know, if it's a double-digit deficit, mm. then it's going to take something to come back. I mean, I personally, I don't think I don't think the Eels have the, the attack in them yeah. to, to build that kind of lead. And, and I don't think they have that attack against that Panthers' defense. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so... Um, the, it it should be Penrith's game to win, mm-hmm. but they can definitely beat themselves. Yeah, and and look and look, yeah, we yeah we did not see them dominating the storm the way they did a couple of weeks back. Too, I mean, Parramatta have got a surprising, you know, outing in them. Yep. I mean, that's still game. I feel like it was almost like their grand final though. But um, yeah, that's it. But we shall we shall find out exactly. And the winner, of course, goes on to face the Melbourne Storm. Replace in the grand final. Exciting news down under. Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package. The ultimate package includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard it right, the 4.0 Manscaped. The leaders in male grooming have done it again to make your grooming game next level. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the new performance package 4.0 by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code TWILLNATION. Now, summer's on its way, and the combination of that and me refusing to stop driving my fucking gigantic gas-guzzling four-wheel drive means that fucking global hotening is real and it's happening. And what I don't want to happen is global stinkiness to fucking increase along with it. So all of you hairy, smelly fucks, hook the package up. Inside the package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker for that fucking abomination you call ears and nose, the Crop Preserver ball deodorant, the Crop Reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold it all in there so you've got no excuse for getting rid of that stench holding hair all over yourself. The fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. 
The Lawnmower 4.0 has 7,000 RPM motor, a new multi-function on-off switch, and can engage the travel lock, which, as I've said before, uh, does stupid people like me, does their head in. Gives you also gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off so you can see your balls clearly and give them a, uh, a nice, clean, smooth finish. And did I mention this trimmer is also waterproof? I use it in the shower. You should too. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code TWILLNATION at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code TWILLNATION at manscaped.com. Your balls have been through enough this past year. Treat them with the best tools from the job. From Manscaped. Okay, folks, let's uh, dive in to a bit of mailbag action. Where the fuck did the mailbag go? I had it, and I have uh, lost it. And, oh, did I fucking shut the window like a dumb cunt? Well, that's probably what happened, so let me just bring that one back up real quick. And uh, a decent mailbag, a decent number of questions in the mailbag this week. So, uh, and given that we have less games to talk about, then we most definitely can... uh, Get through some of them. Nice. Well, first thing, this is not a mailbag thing, but I just came across. Did you see that this uh, this this fifteen part documentary series called Tales of Reinstatement, which is going to be airing across uh, on the South Sydney Rabbitohs website, YouTube channel, and social media platforms, is basically a docu- documentary about the yeah about George Piggins setting out to get the Rabbitohs reinstated into the. Uh, is it narrated no. by Andrew Denton? Probably. I mean, he is he's fucking mad for it, isn't he? He loves it. He does fucking... He, look, yeah, yeah. I, I like it when celebrities not only support clubs, but they actually fucking put their... You know, well, not necessarily their money where their mouth is, but their, you know, their yeah, actions. I, I they actually, Yeah. Yeah, rather than just sort of, sort of, you know, lip service when, you know, like a team's winning and you'll see him in a fucking jersey or something like that and yeah. they'll come out of the woodwork. I mean, like he has always worn the Rabbitohs thing, you know, right in his sleeve and uh, yeah, good on him. Wouldn't surprise me though. I mean, what's he been doing lately? I haven't heard from him in f- fucking a long Doesn't time. Doesn't he have that fucking Hutchins tribute TV show? The one about <laughs> the one about the rope. Yeah, I'd still. Or not? I don't know. I don't, th- I don't know if he still does or not. That, I think that might be a couple of years ago now. Um, mailbag. <laughs> oh, the yeah. Ryan. This is fucking great. This look. Ryan has got a great question. I don't know the answer, but I hope the answer is yes. Hello, lads. Is there any truth to the rumours that when teams were playing the Tigers, they were quoting lines from Tiger Town in order to de- demoralise their opposition? <laughs> I fucking hope so. Can you imagine Hetherington <laughs> in the last round of the season? Find your go, wife. Go, find you. Did, did, where's your wife? Didn't you find your wife, fellas? Oh, yeah. I where's Tigers? I don't think you're in the fucking game. I think my wife's in your in my fucking fist and it's about to be in your fucking face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but that would that would be uh, that would be my fucking dream to see to like I see a player score a try and the camera's following them around so they're facing the camera and you see them looking at the tigers and going, There's your fucking why or something, you know, something like that. You actually can there's you you picks it up on the microphone. You told us or, you were always in a fucking game. <laughs> Yeah, you know what would yeah. be great? If, like, do you remember the movie Basketball? Yes. How they had the psych outs? Yep. And you're allowed to do like whatever you wanted. So Imagine, how would that implement in? Yeah. Well, so you you'd hack one of the Tigers players' phones, right? Get get some of the nudes that their missus had sent to them, <laughs> and just get it printed up on on your compression shirt under your jersey. And then lift your jersey up and go, I'm going to make your why my why. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, fucking hell. Stuart says, after taking some unwanted Panthers players in recent years, the talk of the Tigers appointing Cameron Serraldo makes me think of Formula One teams with customer engines. Customer customer engines only ever gets an F1 team halfway up the grid, but by design will never beat the teams that run the works engines from the same manufacturers. Thoughts, Glennie? Fair point. I don't know anything about fucking Formula One racing. I don't, I don't yeah. care for I, it. I understand exactly what he's talking about. He's 100% correct with regards to the engines. Do you yeah. really? Because that, that would lower my opinion of you. No, no. Please, please unpack it for for, for people who, who watch sport and not hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
feel like I've been set up for failure here. No, no, I'm, 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 I'm interested to know. I don't understand. I don't understand it. I need you to unpack it for me, Glenn. So say, you know, you... say Mercedes has a, a full factory team. So right. they'll obviously have all the, the engineering, all the technology and everything and, and put the, a Mercedes engine in, in their car. Right. They will then, some of the privately owned teams that aren't backed by a manufacturer, they will then sub out Mercedes Those engines, engines to... to go into oh. their car. Okay. But as Stuart points out, the customer engines going into the yep. privately owned teams that aren't factory backed yep. aren't quite to the same specification or horsepower rating or performance level as the ones in the factory cars because the factory cars can't be beaten by the fucking lesser lights. So, right. so, so that, so they, so they actively supply, so supply on, them is he, is le- less, saying? less, less quality goods, and it's not just like the difference in the actual engineers who well, put the engine working on the engine. You, you're also talking about minute differences making, you know, big, yeah, minute changes making big differences to to times, yeah, right. etc. So, yeah, okay, mm. interesting. I'm, so I'm sure you still is he actually fun. is he actually saying that I I got from that that. Yeah, Cameron Seraldo's great. But, but he's great at Penrith. He's great not going to be, exactly. he's not gonna be he's great at the top. Coach he's yeah. great because he's got access to facilities and other coaches and, you know, yeah. good yeah. players. Exactly. And, um, yeah. You know, doesn't have to share with a women's soccer team. Um, <laughs> is that is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, you're 100% correct, mate. Let's move then, on to the next fucking question. Um, you know, it doesn't stretch quads eight hours a day. <laughs> the fucking loosest quads. I'll tell you what. Imagine all the fucking ACL injuries from a cunt having to hop around all day stretching his quad. Fucking <laughs> hell. Oh, the only thing looser than the quads of the people at the fucking Tiger's Centre of Excellence is your anus. <laughs> Uh, Terry said, is there any truth to the talk that several Manly players have taken up vaping? Is Des okay with this? He did push Cassiano out the door at the dogs because he kept sneaking death sticks at training. Well, look, the, the first thing, um, I saw an, I saw the news article that, that claimed it. I haven't seen anything that actually, you know, says whether whether it's, uh, it's true or not. But um, it wouldn't fucking surprise me because for elite athletes, or, well, you know, elite-ish athletes as that we have in the NRL, you would be fucking surprised to learn the amount of them who are, who just smoke like fucking chimney stacks outside of the game. Yeah. Like um, yeah, Blake right. Ferguson, for example, I've been told smokes like a fucking yeah, you know, like like a lot yeah. outside of, yeah outside of the game. So um so look, it wouldn't it would surprise me, you know, with the and like I don't know anything about vaping. Obviously, stepdad's the vaping expert there, but um. Look, if I was going to say which team has that vaping in their DNA, um, look, it'll probably be Manly or Cronulla. <laughs> you, I mean, you, you are you are going to you know whatever you say here is going to, is going to tar you with the same brush, you know, right? No, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm an ex-vapor. Years and years and years, years and years and years. I used it to give up cigarettes, um, and then and stopped it, it to stopped it to give up having strokes. Correct. <laughs> Um, I here's the thing Michael Jordan won fucking multiple NBA championships chowing down fucking cigars yeah there's there's questions around well the long-term yeah. effects or whatever. That's it. I, th- I think actual cigarettes, like like spark them up and inhale them cigarettes, yeah. do a lot to influence lung capacity. I don't know if vaping does. Yeah. I don't know whether vaping is just like long-term lung health and not so much um, pulmonary Because even, with that, even with, that lo- even with that lung health sort of thing too, I mean, there's... Yeah, there's speculation that that sort of stuff is really just the cigarette industry as well, trying to hold on to the last vestiges of their yeah their business model as well. You know, well, and you know how, how many uh, how many players are asthmatic and and need Ventolin or, or something else to yeah to yeah. be able to play. Yeah, yeah. You know, there, there are stop gaps available to 
to increase lung capacity, I guess. That's fine. I did, I didn't, I did not know that Cassiano was pushed out at the dogs because he was uh, sneaking cigarettes at training. I thought it was just because he's a fat cunt. Um, <laughs> but the, <laughs> he looks actually pretty good over there in the Super League, though. Um, but uh, yeah, and it's funny though. Like I remember reading it in uh, in Beaver's uh, biography that uh, back in the very unprofessional days, you know, sort of in the early nineties, where you know, clubs didn't have like the sports science and everything like that behind them. The manly players used to do their, you know, their weights and everything um, at, uh, at Bozo's, I think. At, at, um, it was like a, I can't remember what kind of company it was. Like Don't a, tell the Cliffy Lyon story again. But yeah, Cliffy Lyon, yeah, I was just saying, it's uh, it's funny, like, you know, the difference between now and then. And uh, and, my, and Cliffy was, you know, fuck. I mean, he was smoking durries at halftime. Um, yeah, that's it. Isaac. First thing, Isaac, happy birthday for yesterday. I fucking uh, neglected to uh, wish you happy birthday on the on the, the group fella. Um, he says, "Can we fold the Melbourne Storm?" Normally, yes. we normally <laughs> we fold normally we fold shit teams, but the Storm was so far better than the rest of the comp that them folding and dispersing their talent would actually be the best way to even out the comp. Don't be like that. Don't get bitter. Get better. Um, oh, I like that one. Matthew, I've heard that before. Amateur? No. Matthew, so, uh, just a couple of questions, guys. One for you, Glenny, first. Glenn, who would you like to see coach the Tigers next year and why? Uh, Michael McGuire. Do you reckon Madge is definitely gone or do you reckon there's a chance he can, he can fulfil at least the last year of his contract? Um, the longer it goes with them not having made an announcement, I think he keeps his job. But it'll probably yeah. come out. I think the, the story from the press will be he's been given – four weeks or six weeks to start next year to oh, yeah. show, you know, like I think that's what it'll end up with. See, can I ask you that your opinions on that? Do you, all things being equal, right? Would you prefer them to fuck him off now and give whoever it is a full off season or give him a full off season in which he is by in no way, shape or form going to be able to turn that team around and just waste four weeks of next season? Excellent question. If if they are going to fuck him off, and I don't know that they are, then you to give themselves you know any hope of turning things around, whoever comes in has to have a full off season as yeah. at, at a bare fucking minimum. So if they stick with him, then he needs to see out his contract. And I don't know what that means as far as performance or results, but um, or you know what what he pulls out. Given, given the review, if he keeps his job, I would imagine, I would hope, and I'm not convinced that these conversations would have taken place, but you would hope, given that review, that certain hard conversations would be had with Michael Maguire, given the media speculation or the rest of it. He, he deserves that. And if they're not happy or they're not happy with certain elements of his coaching, or then that needs to, he needs to be given an opportunity to address that. Yeah. If if they're going to stick with him, but um, I don't know. It is Pasco and and his little mate, so I don't I don't know the whole process, you know, and the whole process of an internal review is is very self serving. And if you're reviewing it, the performance of individuals, I don't know that those individuals should be the ones conducting their own review. <laughs> It seems, it no. seems fucking crazy to me. Um, and it, and it, in that regard, it seems like a witch hunt for Maguire, which is, which I don't think is fair. Right. And the the question for for the two of us, Jay, was uh, who would you like to see the coaches next uh, coach the Tigers next year, and why is it Robbie Farrow? <laughs> <laughs> It creates a, it, it creates what I would what I would think would, you would you would call the the Farrah paradox, which is <laughs> which is how can Robbie White answer the coach if he's the coach? <laughs> the paradox. Yeah, write the that, just write that shit down. <laughs> oh, you know what? Um, black holes circle each other for for eons and then finally absorb each other. But so may, maybe maybe one day Robbie Farrah will just fucking disappear in the middle of a press conference. Who knows? Who fucking knows? And what effect does that, does that have on the uh, the overall fortunes of the Tigers? 
Boys, we're not gonna we're not gonna worry about finding our why. Fuck that. What we're gonna do is find our burnt schnitzel. Right. That was that was that was it the whole time. That was it. That was that was a problem the whole time. Uh, Ryan says, uh, if South somehow go through and win the premiership without Latrell, do you guys think it might finally give him the kick in the arse he needs to alter his level of grubbiness that seems to be growing week after week? No. 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 And I don't think he's like overly grubby. I mean. He's had a, he, his incidents all tend to be of a similar nature in terms of like explosive of the moment, mm. you know, like non sort of premeditated, yeah, and you know, not 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 things I'd call grubby. I mean, they're obviously it's obviously foul play, but it tends to be just uh, like explosive sort of brain snap stuff his, rather his than thing is, a huge pattern. Exactly, I'm going to try and assert some physical dominance here. Without thinking through, I am fucking three times bigger than this cunt, and I'm not going to employ a proper technique that sees me duck down to hit him in the breadbasket. Hmm. That that's the trail. It's not it's not malicious. He is legit trying to be a hard man. Yeah. And executing it poorly. Or like an inspirational guy by, you know, putting on the you know, like that's lifting it. the team. Although I dare say, I mean that that's that's shit with Manu. I mean the, the Roosters were coming back at them, but they still were fairly comfortably in front at that point. Um, Brad says, can you guys stop picking on Glenn? Don't pick on Glenn. What are you fucking talking about, Brad? That is a fucking lie, but I'll fucking cop it. I'm here for it. Fucking bring it Hang on. on. Is, that, on. is that the fucking old mate tractor wrangler as no. well? No. Do you know okay. Brad O'Kane, Glennie, personally? No. Tractor, you you. tractor wrangler. As in my business partner, is that who you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wrong Brad. Okay. And, and, in, and, and I can assure you that in no fucking parallel universe or this one or any situation you could possibly imagine, would that guy be telling you to stop picking on me? Okay, because that, that is kind of the podcast equivalent of having your dad ring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's, yeah, most, he's very most, much of, cut, cut from your fucking cloth, you pack of most, most of, most of oh, like any any uh, people that know Glenn in real life that he's uh, brought into the into the Facebook group or you know into the the world of the show, they generally delight in shitting on him more than anybody. Mm-hmm. So nice, which is good. Uh, Sam says, "What's your favorite Norm Macdonald story or or joke?" Look, I'm not going to do material, but countless things. The number. What I will do is uh, I will reply to your comment and paste the YouTube links. But for people, so people can actually they don't have to go hunting them down. But the number one by far is, um, and it was probably the thing that made me fall in love with him uh, was the the way he destroyed Courtney Thorn Smith when she was a guest on uh, Late Night with Conan O'Brien in about 1997. Um, about her and Caratop was fucking sensational. Um, and he the long convoluted fucking jokes that he, he used to do with you know little to no payoff, for example, um, the dirty Johnny joke about his uh, uncle Terry in the hatcheries, um, the joke about the moth, a joke about the uh, professor of logic, um, fucking what else? Uh, fuck, get his book um, based on a true story, uh, not a memoir, which is fucking an excellent book as well. Um, yeah, I fucking love the guy. And uh, so, and uh, yes, I was not happy to hear of his passing this morning. Let me tell you, fucking, this year has been an absolute cunt of a year, fucking, for that well, sort of thing. Te- well, not for that sort of thing. Technically, with him, nine years ago was a cunt of a year. Well, yeah, yeah, but um, well, yeah, nine years and onward. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I tell you, fucking death is fucking surrounding my world this year. I've fucking had enough, eh? Hey? Um, James. I was talking about that breakfast club uh, category that you want added to the Twillies, and I, and at the time I asked for more clarification on you know like what are the criteria for such a an award, and he's saying it's the teams that are guilty of the most egregious dumb shit on and off the field, likely nominations. For example, the Dragons, they had the barbecue, Jack DeBellin, uh, the Jack DeBellin women in league fuck up, the Jack DeBellin nearly being the captain fuck up, uh, Corey Norman uh, for his last touch for the club, uh, the West. West Tigers, um, for in his words, going full Madge McCann in every meaningful game this year, kneeled by the Bulldogs, Tiger Town. Um, so look, yeah, if people think that's a category they want in there, uh, by all means, let us know and we can add it because we are we are definitely not averse to adding new categories to the Twillies each year and uh, expanding the 
and I guess we'll just have to have a look at the categories we've got as well and see if it's like too similar or sort of, you know, covers the same ground as potentially another one, maybe. Um, <laughs> Dale says, uh, he's a, he's a recent member to the Facebook group, actually. He said, uh, if, if Adam Reynolds lifts the trophy on grand final night, will you stop calling him injury prone? <laughs> <laughs> No, because he'll fucking hurt himself doing it. <laughs> uh, I, I actually replied and said he'll probably miss the grand final through injury. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. <laughs> but look, that's like, it, honestly, that was like this a, that kind of, was a. This is like that time Josh Dugan decided to run at everyone for calling, you know, for calling him out and going, "I'm, I'm not soft. I, I, I don't miss games through injury." And then someone actually did the maths on him. Yeah, yeah, and was like. Cunt, you've played six minutes on average every game. <laughs> oh, yeah, but good. but also as well, I mean, it's like you know, you've got you've got guys like um, who was like Ben Hunt playing like fucking half a game plus on a broken leg. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got Dugan withdrawing from a game because he had a fucking boil on his ass or something. Yeah, and, like, and and not participating in a match due to general soreness. General soreness. What a great. Yeah, oh. I believe that's an old episode title, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Do we give him a full military funeral for that one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> 21 cruiser uh, salute. <laughs> by, by that, I just mean Nate and I can wear our jackets while we say fuck off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and uh, finally, Shane. So the Rabbits have ambushed the Panthers by playing tough defensive footy. With Skeletor giving them belief and getting them peaking at the right time, have they become second favourite for the Premiership behind the Storm now? <laughs> Fucking Jesus. Look, by virtue of the fact that there's, you know, by necessity, there's two sides to the draw to give you your two grand final combatants, I guess they're... You know, I guess, probably. I mean, obviously the Panthers have still got to be up there, right? But, but you know... Bookies would surely through. still have, and and a, a quick glance at the odds may prove me wrong immediately. But surely Penrith is still second favourite. Surely, yeah, yeah. And I'd, I'd imagine that they'd be they'd be uh, super highly favoured this weekend against the Eels, mm. right? Yeah, that's it. Not having the odds in front of me though, I should have thought about that when I was looking at the tipping. Um, and speaking of tipping, we'll do that now. Uh, what was it? it? Was one point between first and uh, tenth last time? It spread out a little bit, but Sumbach is number one by one point. Uh, one point back, we got Drew's drop kicks, Doohig, and uh, the old ESPN fan who didn't change his fucking handle. Change it, bitch. Uh, ben Diggity, uh, M Jonesy, uh, Chev Mate, Mitch Rich, and then we go back one more to Mister Bo Jangles and Dan Glen Wang. I don't know if that's a Dan Glenn's Wang at all. Jesus. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know if it's a reference to you or if it's a, literally someone who just put their two dads' name in there as their uh, as a username. So uh, look, it's coming down to the end now. If anyone wants to make some uh, make some moves to win, it's going to really, you know, you got probably two weeks to do it because once you you know you're not going to catch it. if you're not if you're behind on grand final day, you know you're not going to probably uh, get that outright win for yourself. Um, that is full time for episode 434. Thanks for listening, everyone. To find links to our various social media communities, Patreon and more, head to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, make sure you drop us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend, bring a friend into the Facebook group. Uh, you can find our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Nation. Come in and join the fun, additional episodes and more. And uh, should be getting some, uh, some members merch coming in pretty soon actually it's been a couple of weeks since i checked up on that so so fucking exciting boyos um that's it fellas do you guys have anything you would like to add before we pull the pin on this one not at all no thank you for bring on the weekend bring on the weekend bring on the weekend have a highly successful weekend and uh as as we hopefully take take our steps towards an ultimate uh Manly Penrith Grand Final. That's it. How fucking good! Because if, for us to, for both of us to get there now, we both got to kind of go against the odds. That's it. To even to even get there, so fucking bring it on, and uh, let's hope that we can both safely navigate the treacherous conditions on the farm and avoid fucking gopher holes and shit. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, ruling out our stars for, uh, for no future weeks. Please no ACLs. Please no, no ACLs. ACLs. No ACLs. No ACLs. No fucking... I don't even want no damn cindersmosis. I want nothing. 
I don't, uh, want, gen- I don't even want general soreness. <laughs> None of that shit. But will you be vaccinated? Oh, yeah, I mean, of course. <laughs> I don't understand. I thought it's we were very, established. It's very that. important it's to already... be vaccinated in Mackay or not. Who's, Whatever. Well, he, well, well yeah. Can you well, be exactly. vaccinated against rape? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> what do you heard about Mackay? <laughs> <laughs> You sort of made you made it you made quite a quite a jump from freedom rallies to um <laughs> being raped. <laughs> raped by disease. Oh yeah, well yeah, of course. Of course. Um that's it boys. I'll be uh talking to you guys on uh Sunday night. That you will later. See ya. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.